0: I, uh, I, uh. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> this is more stand-up? Anyways, it's not a joke. This is not funny. <laughs> is this is serious. <laughs> okay, a good start. Hi. Okay, so in this series, if you haven't been here, we've been using the story of Jonah to kind of talk about certain topics that were placed on all of our hearts um, when we were looking at this, me, Nick, and Zeke. Um, planning our next series. So we've talked about pride. That's how we opened up um, the series. Pride came into Jonah's story when we realized, like, he thinks he knows better than God. We looked at that. Um, his pride getting in the way of reaching Nineveh his calling this place that he was called to go to. He said no to it. It didn't work out for him. Like, we saw the consequences of that. Pride is sin, and it, there's consequence for sin. So we saw how that didn't work out for him. But then we talked about trust. Um, Jonah lacked trust and then he found it and then he lacked it, like Zeke said, it's very relatable, I think that's how we are, we trust God and then we don't we trust God and then we don't Um, but we saw in that story too how we can trust God's calling but more importantly trust his timing, like he still used Jonah even though he said no he still used him and the calling was still fulfilled and then last week we talked about anger and the two different kinds of anger there's righteous and unrighteous anger and we talked about how to discern which one you're experiencing and then what to do with it. So you discern that by being close to God, being in his word, being in good community. Um, and you act on your righteous anger and you process through on un- unrighteous anger. Right? You leave that aside, that's that's where it can get sinful, that's where it can get hard. But righteous anger is a good thing. We're supposed to act on it. Um, this week we're gonna talk about love, but not just not just love like you would say, like I love Tripoli or I love my car, I don't know but unconditional love and love how we should be loving other people. So um, I need to pray and Mm -hmm. slow down and kind of refocus. Um, So if you guys will bow your heads with me. God, thank you for today. Thank you for uh, just another opportunity to get to speak um, about you, about your heart, about your story. Um, That is our story as well, God. I feel honored and humbled that you've chosen me to um, speak this year but really speak on this topic tonight um i pray that these are your words and not mine i know you've placed this on my heart and i i'm excited to learn as i speak through it and i just ask that everyone here is learning as well i pray that hearts are open and ready to receive what you have to say and that we experience nothing but your love tonight god open the hearts of the people here so that um you can move and i know that you will i know that you're already moving in this place and we just love you so much Mm -hmm. so Thank you for giving us this opportunity in this community. I pray that tonight really is glorifying to you. We mm-hmm. thank you again. It's your I pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, unconditional means complete. It doesn't know limits. But mostly it means you don't expect anything in return. You don't get anything in return when something's unconditional. But the world will teach us... To love people the opposite of this right the world says look out for you look out for number one look out for me what's going to serve me best what's going to um, Make me look best what's going to make me feel the best like it's about me and what I'm dealing with and so that can kind of mean We act as though like I'm not going to encourage unless I'm encouraged or I'm not going to show up for someone unless they show up for me first or Whatever that looks like, we, we think that, or we're taught that you need to earn people's love. And you have to work for it. And it's something you have to work to deserve. But God shows us the opposite of that with unconditional love. And throughout the Bible, throughout his story, we see him express this love, because that's the only love he knows he is unconditional love. But specifically with Jonah, there's two different ways that he um, shows this kind of love to us. And it's through Jonah And then it's through Nineveh as well. So let's look at Jonah first. Uh, Jonah says no to God, right? We see that God calls him to go to this place, this evil, terrible place that Jonah hates. He calls him to go there and share a message so that they can be saved. And Jonah says no right away and immediately runs. And we've seen that. And it doesn't work out for him, right? So he says no. He defies the Lord. And there's consequence. He tries to get on a ship. It goes down. He's thrown overboard. He's eaten by a fish, but not dead, right? And that's where we see unconditional love come in is that his life is spared. Like, it's hard, and there's consequence for his sin, but his life is spared. His sin has consequence that could have easily been death, right? And the consequence of sin is death. But quite literally here in this story, we see how he really could have died, but God said, no, I'm still going to use you. I still love you even though you defied me, even though you said no to me and ran from me. I still love you, and I'm still going to let you live, and you're still going to do big things with me and for me. Mm-hmm. So we see that through Jonah, and a scripture that I want to look at and when I think about this, is Romans 5:8. It says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So Jonah sinned, and God knew he would, because he's human. Right? But besides that, it doesn't matter that that happened. God still loves him. And that just relates to us in our daily life. You know we sin, we mess up. Every day we will. It's the world that we were born into. Sin entered the world. We live in it. That's just how it is. And it sucks, but it's true. And we know that sin separates us from God. So he says, I'm going to send my son to die and be the perfect sacrifice so I can be with you. Right. So he knew that we would sin and mess up already before we were even created he knew and he still sent his son to die for us so we couldn't have done anything to earn that or deserve it but even if we could have nothing would be enough nothing would be enough for us to deserve that kind of love but we see that he does it anyway he loves us this way anyway since the beginning so then we look at Nineveh um, in chapter three so this is where he's been vomited out of the fish onto land, and he decides to go to Nineveh, right he called out to the Lord in the fish we saw in chapter two he calls out and he has a change of heart he 's like, "God, salvation comes from you um, I, I will do as you say because you spared me my life you've you 've shown me this love like i will I will do what you said." so he gets vomited out super not cute um, <laughs> it's so gross but It's vomited out, and then he goes to Nineveh, and he gives them the message. It says, 40 more days, and Nineveh will be overthrown. And in verse 5, it says, the Ninevites believed God. A fast was proclaimed, and all of them, from the greatest to the least, put on sackcloth. So if you don't know, wearing sackcloth was um, like a public sign of repentance. So the king of Nineveh put on sackcloth as well, and then declared a fast over the whole city. They are like, we're going to change our ways, we're going to repent publicly, we're going to do everything we can in hopes that God will relent and show compassion and not wipe our city out and take us out. And God did that, he relented, he showed compassion and he forgave them. Uh, It says, let's see, verse 10 in chapter 3. When God, said, or when God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented and did not bring on them the destruction he had threatened. So God spared them because of his perfect and unconditional love, not just because they repented, right? Because if you think about it, they repented, but they're still humans. They're still going to sin and mess up after this. You don't just repent one time, and then you're forgiven for, like, I mean repent one time, and then you're living your life perfectly, right? You have to repent constantly. You have to constantly ask for forgiveness, and you are forgiven every time, right? But since they are repenting now, and they know they're going to sin more after this, God knows they're going to sin more after this, it's his unconditional love that saves their life, right? Not anything they did, not their actions, but their actions just show honor to God, right? We're called to repent and ask forgiveness for our sins as um, just a respect to God and who He is, and the love that He shows us. Right? We want to show that we admire, that we follow Him. We've dedicated our lives to Him by honoring Him and asking for forgiveness and acknowledging that we're sinners and we need Him. First um, John four eighteen. If you want to go there with me, it says there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. So someone who fears punishment does not know God's perfect love. Right? Our sins have been forgiven. Every mess up that we've ever had, not just some of our sin, all of it has been forgiven. Even even sin that we haven't committed yet. Right? Everything we've already done, but everything that's to come, it's forgiven. It's done because of the cross. And it's because God decided that he wants us. He wants a relationship with us, right? He doesn't need anything. He doesn't need us. He created us. And he created us because he wanted to know us. He wanted to have a relationship. He wants community. He wants to know our hearts, right? And it's, it's undeserved. This love that he has for us, it's a gift, right? Like we were born into this simple world. And we're full of it, and we're going to keep on messing up, and he knows it, and still he shows up for us. And still he decides to choose us and use us, and he wants us still, even though he doesn't need anything. We don't have to be afraid of punishment, and that too. That There's so much freedom in this love and forgiveness that we have. We just have to accept it and say yes to it. Right? God's like, I see you, I know that you're messed up, I know that you're going to mess up. But I'm here for you, and I'm still here for you, and I'll show up for you every time, and I will forgive you every time. But it's not because of anything we've done. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, we're human, we're gonna keep messing up. So, nothing, we, we can't do anything to earn this, we can't deserve this. It's a gift freely given to us. We accept it, and we say thank you for it, right? So, unconditional love is love no matter what, it's love without expectation. It's love without needing something in return. It's love with no limits. And something I was placed on my heart actually on my way here tonight was that this love is sacrificial. So when you really look at this and you're called to love people without expecting anything in return, like that can be hurtful. That can be so painful to show up for people and they don't show up for you. Mm-hmm. To be the first to encourage and receive no encouragement back. You know, to forgive and not be forgiven. To show this unconditional love can be really hard. But we see that with Christ, right? Like, it hurt to die on the cross for us. And he did that because he loved us, and that's it. Like, he did that before we were even born, before we even knew him. But he already decided to love us that well and that big that he died on the cross for us, right? So, we're, our sin is dead, our shame is dead, our guilt is dead. And he rose again so that we could have life with him. Like that's an incredible gift that we did nothing to deserve and we could never earn. Yeah. And it hurt. Like that that is sacrifice. Jesus was the perfect sacrifice. And as believers, we're called into lives full of sacrifice, like scripture tells us that we're gonna have to sacrifice as believers. But what's on the other side is better. And what's on the other side of the sacrifice is Jesus. It's good, mm-hmm. it's, it's good. beautiful, it's paradise with yeah. him, it's life forever with yes. him. So it's worth it. Unconditional love needs to be poured out to the people around you. It needs to be, it needs to be shown in a world that teaches the opposite. I've like, been in a super tough season lately and my whole life it's been like people dropping me, people ditching me, like, it's kind of, it's never been a, like, I've never had a relationship or a friendship that really lasted when things got tough for me. But lately, God's really trying to teach me this lesson. He's really trying to show me what unconditional love is. Because everywhere I've been the last, the last few months, everywhere I go, whoever I encounter, whether it be strangers or friends or family, people are showing up for me. And I don't understand it. It's really confusing and it's really hard to receive. Because I haven't been my best self. I haven't been my, like the best version of me. So I'm not being the best friend that I can be or sister or daughter or leader and it's tough, but God's really saying, like, hey, Alex, like, open your eyes, like, yes, you've experienced this life of being ditched, and forgotten, and dropped, but open your eyes, and see, like, you're seeking me right now, I'm going to show up for you, like, this is me moving through the people that you love, like, everyone in this room, at some point, has shown up for me, and shown unconditional love toward me, and it's so hard to wrap my mind around, but it's so important, and I know that I'm I'm learning more of Jesus because of it. I'm getting closer to Jesus because of it. And I don't know, maybe you guys just think you're being nice to me, but it's, it's huge. And it's important to grow in your faith to experience this, right? And it makes me want to do better for other people as well. Mm. This unconditional love is crazy big. And it's a beautiful thing when you experience it. And it stands out. Because like I said, this world teaches the opposite. So I would encourage you guys to see that it's worth it to love people like this, even if it's tough. Like people are worth it, you are worth it, and you're worth it because Jesus said you were before you were even created, before you were even in existence. Jesus said you're worth it, mm-hmm. and He chooses you, and He wants you, and He loves you. So if you can believe that, um, and start to share that with the people around you, it's just it's going to be a really beautiful thing. So that's my prayer for you guys. Let's pray out. Jesus, thank you so much for showing us this love, showing us how to love other people the way that you love us. God, I ask that tonight people feel that in this place. I pray that it's so clear and evident the difference between worldly love and selfish love and unconditional love. God, you loved us this way first, so I just pray that our lives honor that um, by, ex- by expressing it to the people around us, God. Thank you for providing us with such an important community, um, a community that's there for people, that shows up for people. Jesus, I pray that we grow stronger after this because we choose to love differently and bigger and deeper. God, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. people are worth it because you're worth it and you say we are. Mm-hmm. We're worth it because of your son, Jesus, and we thank you for mm-hmm. his sacrifice, God. Thank you for everything that's gonna happen in this this ministry, everything that already has happened. God, I pray over small groups tonight. Let us be open, vulnerable, and honest so that we can encourage each other and do better after this and grow together in this. Mm-hmm. Sir Nam prayer. Amen. 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 Don't move. <gasps>